BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, guys, let's talk dating. We need to talk about Match again because they brought some really important info to light and I want to tell you about it. Okay, American singles have spoken. Being hot is out and being emotionally mature is in. Match's annual survey found out for the first time in more than a decade that emotional maturity ranks higher than physically attractive on singles priority lists. So that means Pre-pandemic, being attractive was number one. Now it's all the way down at number eight. Emotionally mature adults are the new sexy who wants to deal with the games and the, you know, like, no, grow up. I don't want you to like, like pretend you don't like me. So I think that because you actually like me or no, 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 no. Let's grow the F up. Okay. Because there's nothing hotter than dating someone. Okay. Who starts their day before 11 a.m you know, whose bedroom fantasies include getting eight hours of sleep, who, you know, thinks running errands together is like really hot, you know, like you want someone who has their ish together. I see you, babes. I see you. Okay. So if you're ready for something more for an emotionally mature babe, okay. If you know what you want, you're not afraid to say it, download match. Okay. And now Messaging your top matches is free. So download Match, you guys. Messaging your top matches is free, and you're going to find some really great catches out there. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Everyone, I'm so excited to have Emma Hernan. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Emma Hernan, the latest fabulous cast member to join Selling Sunset, though I've been like legit waiting for the season to come out this whole past year. So binged it quicker than I've binged anything. Emma, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. No, you... I was wondering because I read an article, uh, an interview that you did, and 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 you mentioned that the girls gave you a lot of advice about how to deal with trolls because you're on TV. And yeah. the first thing that jumped in my mind was like, no way are you getting any hate. Like, I felt like you're 
you had such a positive vibe about you. I was like, no, like, are you getting any trolls and, and hate or did you not even have to use their advice? I mean, I'll say like 95% is all positive feedback. I feel like you really get to see, like, I have a huge heart and, you know, you don't get to see, I think I'm funnier in real life, but you don't get to see that a hundred percent. But, you know, I think people get to see that I have a really big heart. I'm nice. I'm also to the point. I don't lie. I, I hate you with the truth, but I'm nice at the same time. So I haven't gotten that much hate, surprisingly, and fingers crossed it stays that way. I've been getting just so, so much positive feedback. So many people saying I'm inspiring them. So many girls just saying like, you know, the most amazing messages. But of course you get the 5%, but you know, they're fake accounts. So yeah, you're like, show your true face, Rebecca, and then we'll talk. Exactly. Like Rebecca with no profile, like with like, yeah, no, exactly. No, I see through that. I know. I know what's going on there. But you've had a little bit of like experience, like you're not like you, you come on, you came onto the show with like 1 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. You know, I've been in the industry, I guess, kind of for a while. So even when people said, Oh, you, you know, you might get some hate and just really brace yourself because it can be shocking. You know, it's not that I've never gotten hate before. And, you know, there's always girls that are going to hate on you for whatever reason, you know, they don't even know who I am, but you know, girls will hate because girls can be like that. You know, it's, And, you know, unfortunately, it is more girls than guys. You know, guys aren't really hating on girls in bikinis, you know, and things like that. But, you know, (laughs) girls will hate, but it's fine, you know. But it's so wild. Well, I mean, because this season you come in, you you immediately, I mean, you knew Mary from before, but you didn't know Chriselle from before, right? No, I met her right before we kind of started filming. Um, I had an empanada party and she came up there, but... For whatever reason, you know how like you just meet somebody and you know that they're going to be in your life for a really long time. Oh, wow. That was what it was like. with Michelle. Like I said to her and like we've obviously just continued to bond and get to know each other. But Rochelle is just one of those people that I trust with my whole heart. And it's hard to find that. And do you feel like it's harder to find it like in L.A. and, and in this industry specifically? A hundred percent. Oh, my God. I think L.A. in general, it's just really hard to find you know, good quality people that want to be friends with you for who you are or don't want anything from you. You know, we live in a world where, you know, if you people think if they do a favor, then they're going to get this. And I just hate that mentality. I'm so not like that. I'm the type of person that will help somebody across the street, like the old lady across the street, but I don't need somebody to see it. Like I genuinely like helping people. And so when I met Chriselle, she was just one of those people that, you know, we're a lot alike and we have the same values and, you know, I just can trust her. And I think it's hard to trust people. And I said to her the other day, cause we were out to dinner and I was like, honestly, like you're just, you came into my life and you're, I, she's going to be a bridesmaid at my wedding. You know what I mean? I don't know when I'm getting married. I'm just saying she's one of those people that like, I don't know. I just adore her. <laughs> oh my God. I do too. She really is such a good person and she's so positive and she's, um, seems so down to earth and the way she grew up and she talks about it and, you know, she's living a different life now, but she still has those values. And, and it really seems like you do too. And you talk about, you still go back home. So you're like Boston, LA. Yeah. I'm back and forth. I'm bi-coastal hundred percent, like definitely spend more time because wow. of filming here in Los Angeles. So I have flew my family out a few times, 
um, because I, I can't go more than a month period without seeing them. I'm really, really close with them. But yeah, I mean, definitely bi-coastal. I'll be bi-coastal my entire life. I'll have a home in Boston because I always want to be close to my family. But LA now has a piece of my heart for sure. Listen, I know more than anyone working out is a hard thing to do. To go to work out, even harder. To do it at home makes that much easier. Obey fitness. It, like include that in your new, new Year's resolution, okay? Because you know... We all got it on the list somewhere like start working out in the new year. Okay. I don't want you to dread it. Okay. I see you. I feel you. But Obey Fitness can make it fun. There's music. There's a colorful, bright studio. They're like pop culture references from the instructors. They have amazing live and on-demand classes. They literally have one called Met Gala Meme hit. And it is exactly what you think it is. So you guys, no more excuses to not move around. Try Obey. You know, with Noah around, I get it. It's hard to find the time, but they have expressed 10-minute workouts. Okay? So no excuse there. We can find 10 minutes. And if you want to do more, they have like 20 class types to choose from. So you could do it with no equipment, and you could do it in any space like Pilates, strength, yoga, sculpt, all the things, you guys. And now with code not skinny, you can get one free month at obeyfitness.com. So go to obey. That's O B E fitness.com. Okay. Um, and the code is not skinny. If you want to make more moves this year, you can jump right in with a free month. Just use code not skinny at obey fitness. That's O-B-E fitness.com. And the code is not skinny. Okay. So you're a model, uh, a CEO of a major uh, food company, a realtor. Is there anything I'm missing from this list? Um, and an angel investor and just an investor in general. <laughs> I have a lot going on. You have what? I said, I have a lot going on. So when people say, it's like so hard when you meet people in LA and they're like, what do you do? And it's like, you almost don't know what to say because I feel like also too, it's a loaded question here. It's like, Oh, what do you do? AKA, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, what are you worth? Cause I feel like that's a typical LA question. So for yeah. me, I kind of always, I'm like, so interesting what I say, but I do. Yeah. Angel being an angel investor has been something that I've been doing for a while now. It's so true. Abby. I'm not really on TikTok, but there was a TikTok that I saw. Are you on TikTok? Are you like active? No, I feel like I, I should be on TikTok, but I just really just don't know how to work TikTok right now. No, dude, I think it's like you're 30 years old. Yeah. So I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm like out of the stage of TikTokers. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I'm out of the stage, too. But for some reason, I saw this specific TikTok that really spoke to me that was like, whenever someone asks you what you do, just say you're an accountant and then nobody will ask you follow up questions because it sounds so boring. So, and it made me laugh so hard because you don't know what to say. It's like, you just want to like, be like, I'm a per like, you know, especially like, what am I going to say? Like, I have a podcast, you know, and you're doing all this crazy shit. So, and I love that. Like, just say you're an accountant. No one's going to follow up. No one's going to ask where, what firm you work at. You know what I mean? No offense to accountants exactly. out there. We need you very no, much. <laughs> but No, exactly. I love my accountant. <laughs> Shout out to my cat. <laughs> Save me those dollars. <laughs> 
But the first thing you basically did, which which is a shocking thing, is like you were when you say you're an angel investor now, weren't you like investing in the stock market as like a teen or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I got I started investing when I was literally 14 years old. I I've always been a saver. I've always been, you know, into numbers and you know, wanted to save. I mean, I knew that I was going to be successful because that was like, I think what you put out into the world and you can obviously manifest it. And I remember babysitting for this family and the husband went to Harvard and he was into investments and all that. And, and I would put the kids down for a nap. And it was like these two little cute twin girls and I'd put them down for a nap instead of going to watch TV, which your typical, you know, middle schooler would go and watch, you know, some, some TV at that point. I remember sitting in his office and I remember now I was a little nosy. I'm still nosy, but I remember seeing his Christmas bonus. And I was like, that is a Christmas bonus. Like I had never seen numbers like that with that many zeros in my life. And I'm like, how how much was it? I mean, his Christmas bonus was 500,000. So I mean, that was a lot. And that was just the bonus. I mean, so clearly he's making millions of dollars a year, which, you know, I grew up, you know, my father was a firefighter. My mom was a stay at home mom. So, you know, we were, they were very hardworking, you know, parents and all that, but I hadn't seen, you know, dollars like that. So I remember just wanting to save every penny that I made. And I was babysitting. I was modeling. I was working at ice cream shops. Like I love working. I still to this day love working. I mean, I think it obviously makes such a big difference, but so I started investing right after that, saved all of my money started investing in healthcare. And I mean, I'm 14 years old. Like my parents had never touched a stock in their life. So they didn't know what they were doing. And they're like, what are you doing with your money? (laughs) And then now, now, you know, fast forward to where we are now, I help my parents with investments. I've made them a lot, a lot of money with the different things that I've invested in and honestly changed their life too. You know, I could see you being the next uh, shark shark on shark tank. I like that. I like the sounds of that. Coming soon. Emma Hearn is a shark tank. Seriously, I love that. That That's the type of stuff that like gets me excited. Like when I go into, and it's funny because do you know how many times I've been into investor meetings and I walk in, I'm usually the only female that walks in a lot of times, not all the time, but majority of the time I have been laughed out of a meeting. I have been told I'm in the wrong place because I'll walk. I remember walking into a meeting and I remember them looking at me and dead silence in the room and just being looking at me started laughing and said I think you're in the wrong place they assume I'm somebody's girlfriend and then as soon as I start rattling out numbers and all these terms that they're like oh god she knows what she's talking about and it's like yeah I'm probably putting in more money than you into the company so is that your tactic to just like wait your turn patiently and then shut everyone up with like the facts or do you ever get defensive or have to do anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely like waited out. I feel like in general, I'm a very cool, calm collective. My mom's very impulsive. So thank God I didn't get that trait from her. My dad is very like cool, calm and collective. So I feel like I handle a lot of situations with that. Um, But yeah, when investor meetings, I wait, I wait till it's my turn. And then I just like hit him with the Jedi mind trick. Like, oh, you had no idea this was coming. (laughs) Is there any part of you that enjoys it? 
Oh my God. I mean, honestly, I definitely, I can't say I'm mad at it because I love, it's almost like they, they don't have, a, they don't have very high standards for you. You walk in and especially people judge a hundred percent based on appearance and stuff like that. So they're like, Oh, like this, you know, whatever. And then I walk in and I hit them with everything and they're shocked and seeing their face is one of my favorite things in the entire world. And I always get the messages after like, wow, we are so impressed. I, every time I leave a meeting, I'll get a message or somebody on my team will get a message like, wow, not only was Emma an absolute sweetheart, but we had no idea how smart she was. So I love hearing that, you know, because I've been underestimated my entire life. That is, that is, I agree with you. When I was in college, I'd be the dumb bitch in class. Like I'd always ask the questions that people would be embarrassed to ask. I'd be like, bah, bah, bah. so people thought I was dumb. And then we'd get like test results. And I remember one time, like financial accounting professor was like, shouted out who got the highest grade in the class. And when he said me, like everyone's jaw was on the floor. And I think that was a moment where, when I had that realization, which is what I just asked you that there, it is kind of fun to, to, you know, even though people will look at it like, oh, people underestimate you. That must feel so bad. But you're you could own it as like, let them underestimate and then let me give them the whiplash. So I I love that. And you know what? If they're underestimating exactly. you because they have this stigma that you're gorgeous and you can't be gorgeous and smart, then a oh, fine that I'm gorgeous and smart. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I want to be like the best pleasant shock surprise ever. So I, I live for that. I'm excited about it. Okay, you know, it's super hard to get your greens. Like, you're like, oh, no, it's fine. I'll just like, you know, take a spoonful of spinach and kale every morning and make my own. You're not going to do it. So that's why Athletic Greens makes it super easy. You legit take one scoop. You shake, shake, shake. If you want to drink it, put in water, you can put in a smoothie it actually tastes good. And with the one scoop, you're absorbing like 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. You're like, you're going to feel like a literal like health god if you start your day every day with Athletic Greens, one scoop, super easy. It will support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, and your aging all the freaking things, you guys. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season and all the ish happening out here. It's one scoop in a cup of water every day. Shake, shake, shake. Use your favorite water bottle. Um, and that's it, you guys. No need for a million different pills and supplements uh, to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash not skinny. That is athleticgreens.com slash not skinny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So first came investing and then... Your grandfather, even though you said your mom, your dad was a firefighter and your mom, what she was a stay at home. She was a school teacher. What did you say? She was a stay at home mom once she had us before that. Um, you know, she actually wasn't um, now I'm like, she was an accountant. She was doing all that stuff. So, but you know, when she had us, she was like, my mom was the best mom in the entire world. So super hands on. She gave up her entire life when she had kids because she wanted to be, you know, with us. So 
Thank God for that every day. So you had, uh, we were investing since you were 14, which gave you that business snack. And then you also took over your grandfather's food company at some point. Yep. So I started lending the the company money when I was a really young age. So I was, you know, 16 years old and, you know, my mom and her sisters were left this company, but you know, they have families at home. They don't exactly know, you know, the costs that come with it, payroll, you're now hiring more employees, buying the equipment to manufacture everything, storage, all of these fees that, you know, you need money. And at the time, banks weren't just lending out money to companies that they didn't know how well they were going to do. So, you know, I had been saving since I was 14. So I had money. So, you know, the first time I think I let the lent the company money, it was like 10 grand, then it was 25,000. And then, you know, obviously, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to get the company where it is today. And now it's a multi-million dollar company and national brand across all of the United States. And we're continuing to grow it every single day. So, I mean, I am super grateful that I was able to step in and, and help out my parents because, you know, they made me who I am today. So I'm happy to do that. Wait, are you now the sole owner and CEO? I'm the sole owner and CEO of my company and I'm the vice president of Yankee Trader. So eventually we're probably going to merge and I'll be the CEO of everything. But for right now, I mean, my mom, it's like her whole life. She loves to be there. She loves, she's super hands-on. Oh, so your mom, so your mom from, from being a stay-at-home mom kind of got into, was it her father's business? Yep. So it was her father that passed away and left the business. Oh, she is like my, you talk about like now, like woman empowerment. My mom is like, boss babe like the two of us together when we walk into meetings now it's so fun i just was in boston and we had a huge meeting we're going to do a a big merger with another company and me and my mom walking into the meeting is just like you know mother daughter dynamic duo it's really fun and it's funny because she gets to see me in action so normally she has to prove herself you know and so when we walk in together i remember we're sitting around the table and I just, I let, you know, like you said, I let them talk and do their thing. And then all of a sudden I just like hit them with, if we're going to do this, I need this run X, Y, Z, like the investment needs to be that, you know, and all of these things. And my mom, I remember when we left the meeting, she was just like, that was the nicest thing I've ever had happen to me. She's like, I didn't even have to say anything. She's like, it's just so incredible to see you go in and take over a meeting. And I mean, we're meeting with you know, these male CEOs that are, you know, in their 50s, 60s. And, you know, I'm obviously a lot younger coming in, like, don't mess around. And I'm like, I want to make sure my mom is taken care of if you bring in this, like all of these things. So it's really cool. Mm. And is it, is it mostly empanadas? No. So it's so funny. Those just happen to take off. It's not just an empanada company. I mean, I have, you know, I have so many other things, but those just happen to take off. Those are a partnership with Beyond Meat and, you know, partnering with them has been huge because it's brand awareness. People understand what they're buying and what's inside. It's not just plant-based where like you could have just pure grass <laughs> inside, you know, an empanada or a sprinkle, but no. So I have empanadas. I have cakes that I'm coming up with. I have spring rolls, which I have a cheeseburger, gluten-free spring roll. I mean, and all of these items are coming soon to Costco. So I couldn't be any more grateful for the opportunities that I've had and being a woman-owned company in Costco and things like that. So I'm definitely really, really excited. But it's a whole line of items. The empanada is just apparently, 
you know, became famous, but it's a whole line of different items. Because it's funny when you, what your first scene in selling sunset, or maybe your second scene with Jason, when you were like, Oh, is something in the oven? And then he was like, what? And then you opened and you're like, maybe there are empanadas in the back. I'm like, I feel like we didn't really know the story yeah. yet. And you just like said empanadas, you know what I mean? And then it all kind of like came exactly. together. But did you see Jason actually looked for it because he would have eaten it. Even if those were like two days old or three days old, Jason would have actually taken that out and eaten that. Jason might be like one of my biggest like empanada fans. I got him and Brett to be more plant-based. <laughs> so Yeah. Are are you completely plant-based? I'm not completely plant-based, but what I wanted to do, you know, with my line and you don't have to be plant-based to go to the supermarket and pick these up. Like I just wanted to create healthier options. And, you know, if you can be more plant-based, it's obviously better for the environment. There's so many positive benefits that come with being plant-based or, you know, but also too, you know, I'm coming up with a lot of uh, gluten-free items. So I just really want to you know, create items that aren't on the market right now to help a lot of people have dietary restrictions, you know? Yeah. Listen, you don't, it's not all or nothing. Like fuck everyone. If you want to call me like, you know, a weirdo, but I'll literally eat a sandwich with Turkey and vegan cheese. And like, it might seem weird to some people, but it's okay. You could do that. You could have your Turkey and you could put on vegan cheese, like pick your battles and, and you can feel better about when you do make those decisions. But yeah, I agree. You don't have to be like entirely plant-based to enjoy, you know, a good veggie burger. Exactly. Or I mean, But speaking of Jason, so with all this, you get into real estate. Was this, I, I think I read that it was around 2017 when you, when you made, when you joined or when you joined the Oppenheim group. Yep. So I was looking, I met Jason because I was recommended. We were actually out a catch and somebody recommended Jason to represent me. I was looking for a home. And so we met that night. And honestly, since that night, he's been, you know, one of my best friends in the entire world. But the first house that I purchased was with Jason. He was my broker. And then after that, I got my real estate license. He was, cause I was going around with him and Brett. We were all going to open houses every Sunday And I'm very, you know, I'm intelligent. So I pick up a lot of the things that they were saying and they were like, you have to get your license. You have to, you have to work with us. So honestly, it just kind of fell into place. I knew I was going to be buying more properties, whether it be an investment property or anything else. So I was like, honestly, I should. So that's how that started. (laughs) But do you like being on the other side of it? Like on the side of I'm not buying, I'm just showing and someone else is going to buy this huge house yeah but I definitely am like every house that I take my client to I want so I'm like good yeah. you know, I think that that's why I have I have the best clients in the entire world like I love my clients they're also friends I mean you can tell from my personality when I meet somebody and you know we're going around looking at houses even if I didn't know them beforehand we're now going to become friends like I have a very friendly loving personality yeah. that you know, if you're in my life, you're in my life and I would do anything for them. And also too, I think, you know, what makes my, our relationship so special with any person that I'm buying a property with, they know that I've gone through the process myself. I've bought properties all, you know, in Boston and LA. So they understand, I know what I'm doing, you know, and I think that that makes a big difference too. They really, they know I've been through the process. 
And I mean, I only want my clients to have a house that I would actually personally buy myself. I would never advise my clients to just buy a house so that I could get the commission. I don't need the commission. It's more about doing it because I genuinely care about, you know, their forever home. Yeah, that I feel like if I had to pick a broker for like my luxury home, it would be one that like isn't thirsty for cash. And then I know that they're not advising me (laughs) (laughs) that they're not. I'd be like, um, no, it's true, though, because it's like they just want to get into a house so that they can make a quick dollar. And, you know, they probably don't care if it's a good investment or a bad investment or if the house is going to have all this damages after you get it done, you know, so I got you. Dude, I'm going to hit you up. So just wait for me. Wait for me to get a food company, some investments and, you know, start Anything modeling. You need, um, and then I'll be on that PJ. Exactly. I'll take you. We'll go on a girl's trip. <laughs> okay, you guys, you know how big of an advocate I am for getting help if you need it. And a lot of times that help is in the form of therapy. And ever since, you know, COVID and the pandemic and even in general, getting to therapy and finding a therapist and going physically is a nuisance. So BetterHelp is here to help you. Okay. Literally, BetterHelp, super easy. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You will connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so freaking convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. It could be through uh, sending messages or uh, weekly video or phone sessions. You never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. And it is super convenient, professional, affordable, um, obviously confidential. And so many people have been using BetterHelp. I know myself, I signed up for it. I, I connected with a counselor And even when I wanted to change one, super easy to change it. You can filter to find the one that you specifically would want. Um, I want you guys to start living a happier life today. And as a listener of this podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting um, our sponsor, BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash not skinny. So go to betterhelp.com slash not skinny to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash not skinny. So a lot of people are wondering then, I mean, listen, when I say wondering, I mean, we sleuthed, okay? We were sleuths of the internet. <laughs> like you joined the Oppenheim group in 2017. Where were you till now? Why didn't we see you on the show? Probably because I've always been an extremely private person. So <laughs> it was definitely a decision to be made when I was joining the show because I mean, my entire life, I've been private about my relationships. I've been private about my business. Half of my closest girlfriends in the entire world, they didn't know what exactly I did because it's like, I didn't talk about every investment that I made, every, you know, every little business deal that I did. So I've just always been a really private person. So opening up my life for the world to see, it was something that like, I never really thought that I was going to do. However, when I made the decision, I honestly was like, you know what, I'm going to put my life out there for the world to see. Are there going to be haters? Of course. But there's also going to be people that I inspire and I inspire to go out and work hard. Don't take the easy road because there's obviously easy roads. But if you go out there and you work your ass off and I work my fucking ass off, (laughs) then it makes a huge difference. So that's why I signed up to do the show. Did you 
did you say no to the show in previous seasons or were you just not approach about it because they knew you wouldn't want to do it? Honestly, no. I mean, I, I was very private. So, you know, it wasn't even like an option for them. They didn't. It wasn't like, oh, can we interview Emma or can we have Emma brought to the table? It was like I was doing my own things. I wasn't in the office every single day. I was more, you know, I was doing my, all my other things by coastal. I had my company I was starting and a million other things. So I did deals here and there, but it was definitely more part time. But you know what, Emma, it even feels to me like it might be scarier to start season four than to start from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, did you oh, have yeah. that feeling like, wait, I'm yeah, like I'm like people are already have their thing and like I'm going to come in as the new girl. Like, I feel like it was maybe more intimidating to join at this point. For sure, because I think, you know, when all the girls are joining season one and they're doing it together, they're all on even territory. You know, it's an even even playing field and they're all, you know, it's, they're all navigating it together and it's new to everybody. Whereas like, you know, now these girls have three seasons under their belt and I'm coming on as the newbie. So it's, yeah, like you said, this is actually a little bit, you know, harder if you want to look at it that way. Did you have any idea going in that the storyline about your ex and Christine's ex, which again, we sleuthed around, his name is Peter Cornell. Um, he also worked or works at the Oppenheim group, How ladies and gentlemen. Which that... <laughs> what are the odds of that? How cray cray. Seriously, like you can't make this shit up. Seriously, like you couldn't make this up if you tried. Oh, my God. Yeah. But how... I, the, the show didn't, didn't even allude to that. I mean, the show didn't even allude to who he is, but I mean, with, with a quick, uh, Google search, you, you can bring that up. He's very tall. So we get it. Yeah. We get his appeal. He's like 17,000 feet tall. Yeah. Literally seven feet tall. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I knew it was a matter of time before the internet put that one together. I was actually surprised that it took them that long. For a second, they thought it was my poor, like, high school sweetheart that is now married. And there was, like, a whole internet thing about that. I felt awful. I'm like, oh, my God, please leave him alone. Jesus. Oh, my God. So, okay. So, my question was, did you, ha when you agreed to sign up for this, you were like, I'm going to show my life. Did you know, or were you, like, did they give you any kind of heads up? Like, okay, there is going to be a huge thing about your, your common ex with Christine. And that's going to be one of the major storylines of this season. Definitely not. I think that, you know, I knew it would be touched on to the degree that it was touched on, not in a million years. I thought it was going to be, you know, touched on. We had to address it and move forward, but no, it went to a whole nother level. But I mean, we, you can kind of see, what happened and how that happened. Of course, it was going to go to another level when things are being said that are not truthful. You know, let's call it what it is. I mean, Christine basically said in an interview when she was asked about it, which is so funny to me that she admits to these things. I had a conversation about it on my last podcast because, you know, she she says I play the villain when asked about this ex. She said, no, I don't care anymore. I blew it up, you know, because we needed a storyline and we needed drama. So she basically is saying now, like, that was all for the show. So listen, I you could, couldn't probably answer this, which is like, how, you know, does Netflix feel about it or producers where she's basically saying it was like a manufactured thing. But moreover, in my last podcast, I discussed that, like, 
if you're going to be a villain, then like own it. And like, even now when you're asked in interviews, be like, yeah, that fucking annoyed me. She stole my man. You know what I mean? At least stick with like the story. But now to backtrack and say like, oh, I didn't even give a shit about that. When we all saw how much she did give a shit about it. So, so yeah, I mean, you were, you were, this was actually happening to you. Was your mind kind of that brain exploding emoji of like, why the fuck is this such a big deal? Um, yeah. I mean, I think the entire time anything was mentioned when it came to that situation, I was just that constant emoji of, you know, the brain exploding in that moment. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand it. I don't resonate with that because if I'm in a relationship and obviously she's married with a baby. So, you know, you would think that that would be the priority, but unfortunately there's an infatuation with the relationship that happened years and years ago. I don't understand it and I don't agree with it. So, I mean, for me, it's just like every time I would hear things being said, it was just like eye rolling, but also too, like, I actually don't understand like what's wrong with somebody that is so infatuated with a situation that happened so far in the past, but I don't know. Did it feel to you in those moments when, you know, the cameras were around you, like, hold up, is she doing this because the cameras are around? Like, did that thought come to your mind? I mean, the cameras, the producers, no one told her to say the stuff that she said. I mean, she took that upon herself. So of course it's easy to now say, oh, production and this and that, but production wouldn't say to make up a lie. So they, they don't just say things like that. And I mean, look at, you saw, saw the season, you saw what transpired, you saw the timelines not adding up with Heather and me and everything else, because it's hard You know, one thing is the truth will never change and a lie constantly will. And it's hard to remember the lies Mm -hmm. when you're continuing to spew them out. There was a lull moment for me. And that's when she introduced herself to you at the office. Like I was cracking up and your face, you were like, yeah. And then I think in your interview, you were like, listen, obviously she knows me and like, I'm going to just, you know, go along with it. But to me, like, I know it wasn't meant to make the audience laugh. But at that moment, like we had just seen so much shit being talked and like so much going on. And then she comes to the office. She's nice to everybody. And even to you, she's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And I was dying. Like, I thought that was you were probably like, what was going through your mind at that moment? I think everybody was dying in that moment. I think Amanda was like, did she just say nice to meet you? Heather's in the background. Like, did she just say nice to meet you? Like, Clearly we've met, like clearly we've met and it wasn't pleasant. So I don't understand what that was about, but you know what? For a quick second, first of all, her baby was in the office at that moment. So of course I'm going to be a hundred percent respectful. I love family. I love kids. So for me, I was like, you know what? Maybe she's trying to start a new leaf and a new journey and she's going to be nice. So in the moment, even though I knew she met me, I was like, you know what? Maybe she's Maybe she was just trying to be nice and we can move forward. And then obviously you saw everything else that transpired and I just don't agree with, with lying. So from that point on, I mean, I, I knew that she actually hadn't changed, unfortunately. So there, there are some places that are saying that you and Peter are still together. Is that 
true or false? That is false. Um, uh, that is 100% false. Uh, and what's so funny about that is the person that is trying to make that story even a story is you know who. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's so ridiculous. I mean, absolutely ridiculous, to be honest with you. And, you know, the reason that there's even, I saw some stupid little article thing on some Instagram handle. I don't even know what it was, whatever. But the picture that was put of me and him at a group brunch, okay? The only time that we're around each other is like group brunches. And we have a friendship. We work together. It's a business setting. But she took that. Christine took a picture of me and my ex at a group setting. So not everyone knows that. But the picture that's out there at a group setting, it's me and my ex, um, his another girlfriend of ours, and we're sitting at brunch. Christine took that picture and gave it to people. So fun fact for the day. I mean, she was with her husband. We saw her there. She took a picture of us. I mean, if you're taking pictures of your ex when you're with your husband, clearly something is. Not Wait, right. was that when you were still t- dating him? This was just a few months ago. This was just a few. Oh, months ago. We so were, why? We were just at a group, a group lunch in you know oh. a little restaurant on Robertson. We saw her walk in, and so there was like well, we were having a group lunch. Me, my ex, his friend, a girlfriend of ours. Like it was we're we're friends, so like we still do brunches. We're we're super cool, and it's just funny because we saw her walk in. She was at the host stand, and then conveniently there's a picture of the four of us from where she was standing that's out on the internet. And she also, I mean, this is kind of scary, but she said, she said she drove by his house a few times and saw your car, which like, that's a freaky moment too. Oh yeah. No, she's called people and been like, I'm his cars at his house. It's like, and like, what is the point? We're not denying that we're friends. You know, we have a friendship. I am 100% single. We are friends. If I choose to spend time with him or anybody else, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. But she is just unfortunately infatuated with if we spend time together or not. And it's crazy because she's married. Listen, if I was Peter, I would be so motherfucking flattered right now. Like his head... (laughs) should be the size of like Los Angeles, because the fact that, you know, two women were in his life and kind of have this storyline about both dating him, having Christine, who, like you said, is married and has a baby still have this like infatuation. But you know, what was interesting is that, like you said, there are two completely different stories. There's your story and there's her story. And it's wild to be in a situation where there are two stories. It's like, as, as I mean, a lot of people, obviously because of the inconsistencies in, in Christine's story, believe your side of the story, but like, it is so wild that it is so different. I mean, you're, you told us that she was banging on your car, that you knew that they broke up. Mary corroborated your story, but here she is basically calling you the other woman right? Saying that like they were still together. I know for a fact, I mean, everyone around us knows for a fact that they were not together. I mean, they hadn't been together since August. They ended. And it's funny because she knew that he was with other girls before me. Now I didn't know about her. I thought it was a different ex, you know, that was his last one, but 
regardless, her story is so just, there's not one thing that is the truth. Honestly, there's not one thing that is the truth besides we had the run in and found out about each other, but they were not together. I mean, that's the bottom line. They had not been together. They had not been boyfriend, girlfriend since August. Had they spent time together? Sure. You know, he is a nice person and he was checking in on her. And, you know, Mary touched on that too, you know, because she wasn't handling the breakup, you know, very well. I don't think she was happy that they weren't together. And, you know, he was checking in on her from time to time, but they had not been together. They were not intimate and a million other things, you know? So it's just her stories just are so far-fetched and ridiculous, to be honest. But Emma, then why was she banking on your car if she wasn't with him? Oh, no. I mean, she was not taking the breakup well. And I mean, you can ask Mary, all the people that were around. She was not taking the breakup well. She had heard that she had, it wasn't like a surprise that me and him were together. She had heard that we were out together. She had heard that we were out to dinner. I mean, we, me and him were together pretty much every single day and night. I mean, he was staying over my place probably five, six nights a week. And I mean, we were actively at brunch. I mean, we were going out with Jason and Brett. Everything was, I mean, we were completely like a couple in that moment. We met in November and it was March by the time I ran into her. So you're saying they broke up in October? No, they, they ended like officially ended things in August. So they hadn't been officially oh, in August. August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And you know what? He's not, I'm not saying he was perfect. He didn't always make the best decisions. But let's be honest, like, you know, I think it took two to tango in that relationship and I'll leave it at that. But he was not a hundred. The blame wasn't all on him. Yeah. And yeah. And definitely the blame shouldn't be on you, especially you weren't friends with her at the time or anything. So why why even have any beef with you? The only thing like for me, because I'm a mom, is that I'm like trying to think, is there any way? what we were seeing was some sort of like postpartum, you know, she was emotional. She just had a baby. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like the only kind of excuse that I was trying to make up for her. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, so many of my like closest friends are moms and, you know, they did have postpartum and things like that. So I would never, if that was the case and something, you know, if, that had something to do with that. I would totally respect and understand that. But I mean, this has been going on for years now. This isn't just a new development, the lies and all the other things that she's done to hurt the other ladies in the office and people that I genuinely care about. You know, you can't really just blame it on that now. So this has been going on for years and years and years, this behavior. But of course, you know, I'm not going to say anything that has to do with that because that is such a sensitive topic. And I totally understand that. But if you look at the behavior for years, it's not a new development, you know? Right. Right. Especially because so many girls in the office feel so strongly about, you know, about her because of things that she did to them. And I know you don't want to speak about her pregnancy and being a mom, but I just want to tell you, like, there are a lot of conspiracy theories going on in the internet because there were some inconsistencies with the birth story. Did you see any of that? I mean, people are going wild saying she had a surrogate, she didn't birth the baby and all this shit. 
which obviously I don't believe. But did, did you did you come across that? I saw that. I'm not like on the Internet as much. I try not to like pay attention to all the, the stuff that's going on and being said. I just think for what, my well-being in general. But um, I heard that. I know that Davina was close to her. Davina said she was really pregnant and all that. So I would never want if she, you know, obviously had the baby and stuff like that. I don't I don't think it would be very nice for people to say she didn't if she did. I, I can't speak. Me and her obviously were not like baking cookies together. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, but um, but I would never I would never say anything that has to do with that because I, you know, I haven't spent time with her. But, you know, Davina did say that she was pregnant. So and I'm close with Davina. So. Oh, oh, wow. So Davina, so you're cool with being friends with, you know, people that are still close with, with her. Wow. Davina, Davina gets a really bad rap on the show. Is she different than what we're seeing on the screens? Because I sometimes feel bad because I wonder, you know, she doesn't, they don't shine the brightest light on Davina. Yeah, no. And honestly, you know, it's funny because me and Davina ended up having like a genuine real friendship. And a lot of people probably questioned that because they're like, how can you be friends with somebody that's friends with somebody that literally tormented you and was an awful human to you? But that has nothing to do with, I would never judge someone based off who they're friends with. And, you know, at the end of the day, when it came down to it and, and everything that had to do with the show and Christine saying she was engaged and only told Davina, you know, Davina didn't lie for her. And she, and, you know, in that moment, I knew that Davina was a really good person. And I knew that she was a good person before, as I was continuing to get to know her, but, you know, she really, she did the right thing. And as a friend, I mean, sometimes friends will just lie for the other friend, but you know, when you're a good person, you don't do that. And Davina chose to do the right thing. And I appreciated that. And I know that all the other girls did as well, but you know, you get to see more of her personality. And I think in season five, too, you get to see she is a good person. Well, good, good. I really do. I, I, you know, I think we could call her the underdog. And I do kind of have a part of me that will always kind of root for like, give her a moment to shine. It's like we only yeah. see these kind of negative moments where everybody, you know, doesn't like her. So I, I hope that for her. Are we going to get to see Jason and Chriselle's romance in season five? Of course. I mean, you saw the little preview with the end of season four, but I mean, that, that I didn't. I don't know why my Netflix didn't fucking show it. I don't know why, but I know some oh. people saw it. I didn't. I didn't get to see it. I need to, like, look it up or something, but well, but I'm definitely smooch. excited. And our <laughs> there's a smooch. You can see a little smooch. <laughs> Ooh, and do you how are they as a couple? Do you get to hang out with them a lot and see how they are together. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, I love them both as individuals. So seeing them together makes me so happy because they make each other really happy. I mean, they're genuinely best friends, which I love to see. And, you know, just seeing them, you know, make each other happy makes a big difference, you know, for me, but regardless, you know what I mean? I just love, I love them both as individuals. I love them both together. So whatever happens, happens. But I just, I think they're, you know, really, truly amazing people. So bringing them together was really cute to see. It's so, I just saw that. I know we were speaking of Christine. I don't want to spend too much time on that. But I think there was somewhere where she was kind of insinuating that it was for the show, this relationship. Like she said, how convenient or something like that uh, commented somewhere. Like, oh, maybe I'll get more listings that way or some sort of comment like oh, that. Oh, oh, Chriselle and 
first challenge. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, look at at the end of the day, she's gonna take every opportunity to throw a dig. That's why, like, I just don't. I couldn't. Regardless, if we shared an ex or ex or not, we couldn't be any more polar opposite of people. So, like, let's just call it what it is. But no, I mean, Chriselle's killing it in real estate. Mario's killing it in real estate. Everyone one wants to say, oh, Jason gave them handouts. It's like, actually, they bust their ass off. And so many people want to work with Chriselle. I mean, she doesn't need any handouts. If anything, Jason's probably like, damn, she's killing it. Like, highly impressed. But I mean, come on. She doesn't need a handout. Trust me. I hope we get to see a different, you know, more about what's going on in your life and obviously not have this whole thing be about the ex. Is there going to be more mentions of this ex on season five or was that put to bed in season four? I mean, he's mentioned a little bit. I mean, I won't give too much away uh, for season five, but you do get to see a lot more of my family life, my relationships, and like my personal life. So you guys will definitely get to see kind of like things that have to do with men in my life and everything else. So obviously I'm not allowed to give too much away, but you guys will get to see yeah. another side of me for sure. And you get to see like my goofy side oh, too. Because yeah. I feel like I have a very fun, loving personality. Like I'm the type of person, like I'm, if there's a truth or dare moment, I am the person that's hitting that dare, whatever it is, we're at a bar, like I'll do whatever. So. I think you get to see that a little bit more in five too, because four, I feel like was definitely like boss babe. Like I had to deal with the whole ex situation, but five, you get to see more of like my actual personality and who I am. Do you think, well, my last question is I, for some reason, I feel like a lot of us, because we thought, obviously we know now that you were with the company for longer, but you came in um, as a new cast member and so did Vanessa. So I think maybe we thought we would see, the both of you kind of bonding over that more, but you didn't really have many moments with Vanessa. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's because she took more to Christine. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I really like Vanessa. I think she's a sweetheart. Um, but, but, you know, I was actually, even though we were both new to the show, we weren't new to the Oppenheim group. We weren't, I wasn't new to these friendships. I mean, Mary, and Amanda and Heather and then me and Chriselle started bonding so much so it was like it was a different dynamic walking into it and I've also been in real estate for a while you know so it, it wasn't even though we were new together to the show we weren't new to the Oppenheim group together or meeting all of these people these people are actually my friends and my family in real life so I think that people don't understand that they thought we were new together but you know it's a, right. a different dynamic true true Okay, well, I'm so excited to see you on season five and see more of your story and not just, you know, about this amazing, you know, ex that, you know, no one gets over even after a thousand years. But Emma, thank you so much for coming on and bearing with me today in this rainy L.A. day that everyone, no one's going to work. The world is shut down. Seriously. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that I was able to come on and we powered through the rain and everything. <laughs> Internet connection. <laughs> yes. And we can't wait to see you on season five, Emma. Everyone go follow Emma at Emma Hernan on Instagram. And again, we can't wait to see you on season five and hopefully for more seasons to come. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. Talk to you soon. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 